Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. It's Dr. Craig Martin, and this is the Inside Connection. I know that I haven't done a show in quite a long time, and I thought with the situation that's going on right now, perhaps we would touch base and have a chat about um, all things therapeutic and astrological. So I did title this show, uh, We're All in Therapy Now, for the reason that um, it seems in our isolation we're being forced to, uh, willingly or unwillingly, to embrace uh, the learning process of being um, with ourselves. So this is going to be a show about ourselves and how to get in touch with ourselves. And so we're going live from Los Angeles, and it is a beautiful evening here. We're having absolutely beautiful, beautiful evening. Tonight, I have with me on the show one of my favorite people, the lovely Christina Martin, and um, she is going to be co-hosting the Inside Connection with me for a while. Welcome to the show, Christina. Thanks, Dr. Craig. I'm excited. There's a lot of stuff going on out here. There really is. There really, really is. I thought a lot today about our conversation tonight and led me led me really to think about what is therapy and what are we what is the possibility? What what are the possibilities that we can have? You know, I'm I'm thinking the obviously the silver linings of being in isolation, of being in quarantine, and, and one of them is that we can get more deeply connected to who we are. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think actually that um, it's a really uh, good time because it's so quiet. There's not a lot of distraction out there uh, to, you know, fill in the void. The busyness. Exactly. Yeah. No more driving in your car, sitting in your car for an hour and a half going to work or, you know, Going yeah, through texting, the texting while you texting while you drive. We don't have to worry about <laughs> exactly. that that much these days. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think you know when I think about um, people being in relationships and or or having children and being in the quarantine, there's a certain energy that 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 brings up for me. You know, like people are. Uh, in close quarters, they're sort of what we call like rubbing up against each other, and that means their personalities are rubbing up against each other. So there's a certain kind of rawness. Um, and then for people who are single and, of course, who are at home alone, um, there's another whole facet of this journey which has to do with aloneness and isolation and tactile, you know, wanting to be touched. It is uh, very unusual for me to be able to go around, even in my local environment, grocery stores and things like that. Like, you know, people would put their hand on your shoulder and, you know, you're, you're a friendly face in, 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 in the grocery store. And they'd be like, hey, great to see you. And, you know, there's none of that now. Now we're all really very sort of removed from each other in a way that's creating um, so much physical distance that I think translates into a bit of psychological distance. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because there is two different things going on. I think that people that are in their home with one or more other people, say a partner or a roommate or kids or parents or anything, family members, friends, whatever it is, 
now we're having to figure out our limits and our boundaries within them, even on a more minute day-to-day routine. I mean, you know, if, they, if you didn't really like them doing the dishes uh, in the morning, now you really don't like them doing the dishes in the morning. So there's that whole facet. And then the the people that are single or are just only by themselves in one small space, they're having to uh, explore no limits. I mean, really, they can do yeah, whatever they aloneness. want now. Real aloneness. You know, in, but in, in, both con, in both conditions, whether we're um, quarantined with others or whether we're quarantined alone, the opportunity for us to look at what you said, which is those boundaries, and the boundaries and limits are always being created by the shadow side of our personality, right? We don't, you don't have to create a, a boundary or a limit with somebody who's doing the things that you like, you only have to create mm-hmm. the boundary and the limit with, with people and what they're doing that you don't like. So like in your dishes example, um, you know, if, if, yeah. And it's funny because I've even heard that in my practice, you know, like someone leaving for work and coming home and working an entire day and the dishes are actually still in the sink and they haven't gotten uh-huh. washed all day long. Exactly. Right. And now we're, there's this also weird um, dynamic happening, too, with, like, I mean, for me, for instance, my boyfriend is still working. He is in accounting, so he gets to work from home and do 8 to 10 hours a day, and I'm not. I don't, you know, I don't have a, a eight-hour job at the moment. So it's this weird also kind of reminds me of, like, reminiscent of, like, back in the, like, more you know, 50s, the gender stereotypes, the, you know, if you're home, if you don't work, then you have to take care of everything. But now both people are home. So, and the person that, you know, is home and doesn't have a job, they can't exactly be looking for a job. It's just this very weird space. Right. It is. It is because that's that rub or that grind or the, the, the friction is what it really is between human personalities that's causing us to do a therapeutic process. We're, we're all in therapy now, whether we like it or not, because we're <laughs> isolated. You know, it reminds me a lot about the sign, the astrological sign Pisces. And um, Pisces and the 12th house um, rule uh, isolation. In fact, in a, in a really broad sense, Pisces rules jails and hospitals because those are places where we end up in isolation or where, yes, where we definitely end up having to sit and think about how we got there, right? So there's mm-hmm. a process of, there's a process of having to think about how we got there. And this time period during um, the viral pandemic is, is certainly reminiscent of a strong Piscean process the isolation that causes us to self-reflect on how did we get here. And um, I think that's a, that's a great launching spot for uh, conversation of this nature, because we have to say, well, first, first and foremost, we have to understand that we're in that process. So you can fight it or you can rebel against it, or you can use Mm -hmm. it for an opportunity for growth and, and self-understanding and coming out the other side of this situation in an even stronger, 
and more beneficial place. That that would be ideal, right? right? If that's what we want. Or you could just drink all day long because you don't have work and watch TV until it's three in the morning. Right. And that's Piscean too, right? Because um, yes. Pisces also yes. rules addiction and escapism. But but exactly. yes, given the choice, given the choice of, you know, would you like to be in therapy now or would you like to go to rehab later? Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll choose therapy now. <laughs> therapy now. Does everybody hear that? <laughs> therapy now, the new book of quarantine. <laughs> uh, I think if when people come to the realization that even though it's difficult, even though there's a lot of fear, even though there's a tremendous amount of sadness, I have a lot of sadness around my heart, a lot of heaviness. Mm-hmm. I, I feel it. Um, on a daily basis just for the global anxiety and um, the uncertainty of the future. The yeah. Again, and not to beat this word up, but the process, what we're all in, why we're all in this, why we're all in this together. You know, this is not mm-hmm. an individual therapeutic experience. This is a collective therapeutic experience. And what mm. are you gaining from it? If If we look at the <clears throat> psychological steps that happen after someone dies in our life, right? We have um, denial and then um, uh, what's called bargaining, which is usually a fairly um, short step and then, and then anger and then acceptance. So grief, mm-hmm. you know, sadness, uh, sadness, and then acceptance. Um, sorry, I, that I left that one out. It's, it's denial and then bargaining and then anger and then sadness and then acceptance. So right now we're still in the denial phase and perhaps some of us are in the bargaining phase and you can see socially some people are even moving towards the anger phase um, because we do yes, see that collective. hugely. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no. And that that's because we've lost something. We fundamentally lost something. Everyone wants to know, yeah. you know, when, when things are going to go back to normal. And right. people ask, people ask, that all the time you know the the idea say that you can be in a marriage with someone and then um be with them for five years let's say and then something happens someone has an accident someone's parent dies um something changes something radically alters the nature of the relationship and then People are constantly saying, like, well, when is it going to go back to normal? I just want it to go back to normal, my relationship. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like the way that it is right now. I'm uncomfortable with it. I was very comfortable with what it was. When is it going to go back to that? And sadly, the answer for most of these circumstances is never. We move forward. Right. Then there will right. Be, be a new, there'll be a new normal, and it actually doesn't have to look bad. Right. Right. Well, yeah, I think that this in particular is creating a lot of space, space for everybody, space for the environment, space for us as individuals, space for industries and um, just how things are the structure of things, how things are going to start working more economically so that, you know, I mean, just 
the freeways alone. How lovely is that to just be able to drive down the freeways with very little yeah. traffic? Yeah, no, it, it is. There is something very positive, certainly about the environment. It's giving us an idea of how much you know daily destruction we actually do to the environment to see how quickly that it's healed. But there are this many of us on the planet, and so we really do need to figure out a way to make that better. So does that mean that one of the things that will come out of the coronavirus will be more electric vehicles? Hopefully. Hopefully that will be one thing that we would think that there would be things like government mandates for electric vehicles because the people would be screaming for that. And certainly, and I'm not touting really honestly anything political, but I definitely know that the green economy, like the green economy, what gets pushed in Congress occasionally, would provide millions of jobs. Millions and millions of, right. Yeah, absolutely. I just think that the just the entire workforce having to be forced to do this change is is showing us. I mean, it's the mother of all invention is, you know, what is it? Desperation? No, it's not, that's not it, but something like that. <laughs> we are desperate to keep everybody working, so uh figure it out. How can we make them work? How do you still get money? You're going to have to think of something new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Governor Cuomo in New York today, you know, they were interviewing him and he said, um, well, what about the people who are outside who are screaming that they don't have any money? And he said they should go and get a job in an essential service. He said they should go get a job in an essential service. They should stock a grocery store shelf. They should they should go get a job doing something right now that's essential if that's what it is that they're looking for because he's not opening up New York state. And yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe some of those answers seem trite, you know, like it's not like every single person who's unemployed can run out and get a job in essential services, but right. Of course. But some of them can, it's true. Let's just give a shout out to our, I was going to just give a quick shout out to our audience and welcome them back to the show. And we're going to try and do a Wednesday night show at 6 p.m. Pacific. And you can find Christina and I both at sageofstars.com or sageofstars on Twitter or Facebook. You can find out about getting readings with either one of us there. And we're happy to help you out through the therapeutic process we're all in right now. Um, Back to our conversation. I was, we have a new moon. Yes, we, we do on Earth right Day. I mean, today, today. I think it's happening now. I think it's happening right now. I'm going to go and look. I think um, the sun Very is. Exciting. Yeah, it's happening right now. The sun's at three degrees Yay. and the moon's at three degrees. So that was kind of auspicious since we actually didn't plan that. Um, the new moon in <laughs> Taurus. And I had, you know, we have a few minutes on the show for sure. So I thought maybe. What I'll do, and I can use Christina because she's here with me in the virtual studio as, um, (laughs) as, you know, uh, instead of doing like a guided meditation, I thought we could do a guided visualization. Would you like to do that? Of course. Yes. That's great. Yep. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be short because guided visualization, that's a truncated guided meditation. So I had someone say to me this week that they went online and they attended uh, two weeks ago, would have been two weeks ago, a, uh, a full moon meditation. 
when they whatever they they paid for that and that that and that the the person who guided that meditation suggested that they go to a field and collect a bunch of balloons and then label the balloons with different things relationships or whatever and then let those balloons go and mm-hmm. that that makes some sense to me because a full moon, of course, is the, the time that precedes the waning moon. Right after the full moon, the moon gets smaller. So, basically, um, it's a wonderful time to let things go because the moon is getting smaller. So, we're letting go of the light of the moon. So, right now, we have the new moon. And so, we're getting ready to go into the period of the growing moon. And since it's the new moon in Taurus, I thought we could do the following visualization. So Mm -hmm. close your eyes. Mm -hmm. Close your eyes and, and take a breath in and visualize yourself with a basket in your hand. And the basket is empty, but you're standing in a field or a beach. It could be sand or grass or whatever, but it's a very open space. You're standing in an open space with the basket in your hand. And all around the field, the beach or whatever, there are tokens, little tokens. They can be like silver or gold or copper, or they can be multicolor or sequence or however, however you like them. And each one of those tokens represents something to you something that you value, something that you would like to have in your life. And all you need to do for just about 20 seconds is walk around the beach and pick up the tokens that you want and put them in your basket. I see all kinds of things that, you know, represent things that I'd like to have in my life. If I pick that one up and, you know, it represents a good relationship with my child or um, continuing stable home environment and health, financial solvency, having enough money to pay the bills and things like that. Those are the tokens that I'd like to pick up tonight in this full moon in Taurus. Taurus represents our values and it also represents um, the tangible, physical things that we'd like to have in our life. So that's our guided visualization for the full moon in Taurus. I love that. Thank you very much. That was great. Um, <laughs> Health for sure is so important. That was in my basket. And then um, uh, being able to uh, find and keep and sustain and fulfill myself every day while at home. I, that's important to me to be able to feel like I'm productive, but I've also been able to relax and I've been able to give myself something and do something for myself in the future and um, make this a productive that's a, time. That's a, part of your ther- that's a part of your therapy at home process, though, right, is that you yeah, feel right. like, right, Exactly. Yeah, actually, speaking of the new moon in Taurus, today I took the day to plant a very small, because I'm a total newbie, a little garden in my back my back patio. I figured might as well new moon is when it's dark and you plant the seeds. So uh, I took some little lettuce seeds and some onion and some garlic and 
put him in the dirt. So nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. That's so fun. <clears throat> yeah, I think. Yeah, I think um, too. It's interesting because um, at least for like the millennial generation, or you know, people in their twenties and thirties, maybe it's also a time of figuring out how to be self-sustained, how to, uh, I mean, I guess that's the therapeutic part as well, to get confidence in yourself, but I didn't know how to start, and I had no idea. Right, independence, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. How am I going to feed myself if I don't, you know, all that? I don't have money. Yeah, self-reliance, it, it, and, you know, and also the idea of community, community reliance. I was thinking about my own personal self-care um, today, earlier this afternoon, and realized that one of the important things uh, that I need to do is I need to stay in touch with friends, and I need mm-hmm. to, you know, foster those relationships. So finding, perhaps, as a part of my own therapeutic process, that I wasn't doing that, that I was going it alone, taking care of everybody at my practice, taking care of my family, and not really finding necessarily adequate space to share what's going on for me also, which is, you know, it's intense, I think, for everybody. And we can stay, we can stay centered and, and focused and positive, um, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have that heaviness, that it doesn't have um, some level of fear and anxiety and grief. And those things are really strong motivators for an inner process. Most people who would go into therapy, right, not not this restricted mandatory therapy, but mm-hmm. most people who would go who would go into a chosen kind of therapy would um would do that because they're having anxiety or grief or right. fear. Some 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 right. level of that. Yeah. Well yeah, I mean and it this thing hasn't hasn't escaped anybody. I mean, everybody, everybody is impacted by it. Even if you are still working your long hours, you're probably at home and you're not able to go to the movie theater or see that show that you had booked for a month from now or anything. So it Travel is affecting to everyone. that far away destination that you might have hoped yeah. to have gone to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, the guy, the, the, the president of France today basically came out and said anybody who's thinking they're going to have a summer vacation in France better think again because they're not. Because they're not, exactly. Yeah. So it's back to that grieving process of letting things go that you were hoping for, looking forward to. And then I think, I think too, back to your point of like the community, I think a big part of, you know, when you're, when you have a loss, at one point it does feel good to be able to talk to people about it. So we have to find new ways to start talking about it. Yeah. 100%. How things have changed, what things, what things are new. Because part of the, part of the Plutonic process of this, meaning Pluto, because as you know, you and I know, being astrologers, we know that the change that we're in right now is seen in the planets as Pluto conjunct Saturn. And um, that only happens about every 38 years, and it usually creates some kind of social cataclysm. So we're in one now, obviously, a really big one. And the, yeah. the 
the astrological driving force. Like, what can we see in astrology? I never blame the planets for the cause. I always just say that they're the um, they're the guideposts. So to look and say, well, what's going on in the planets right now? It's Pluto conjunct Saturn, which means basically the destruction of structure, the death of structure as as we yeah. know it, and all these right. But I think people don't really look at the rebirth side of Pluto, right? There's always right. the rebirth side of Pluto, which is why we were saying maybe we'll end up with more electric cars. And obviously there are probably a million and one predictions that you and I could make about the arc of the coronavirus and um, what is it teaching us and what changes will we make so that, right, we, we don't necessarily have to end up in a similar situation. I think all the time about how this thing like waited for the internet. I mean, it's a miracle Mm -hmm. that it's a miracle that it didn't happen in 1975. Yeah. It's a a complete miracle that it didn't happen in 1975, 85, 95, 2005. Even we didn't really have the internet. Not like we have it today. Yeah. We definitely didn't have Skype and Zoom, and, I know. you know, yeah. So, now you can watch a streaming movie at home and then also stream with your friends to watch it together while you're at home, all over the Internet. It's just, there's a lot that uh, we're lucky for and, mm-hmm. and should be taking advantage of and learning how to use and making it work for us now that we're in this space. Correct. And that, that, that message applies to the personal level, right? The things mm-hmm. that we're noticing that don't serve us, we need to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And the things that uh, are really clear do serve us on a personal level, being at home with our family and friends. And I'm talking about our personality. The things that do serve us in our personality, we, ner- we need to learn how to use and facilitate those things better exactly what you just said about the external because it's just a mirror of the internal world yeah right all in your own home all in your bedroom it's going to happen within it's like a crash course in therapy yeah in self-realization in self-acceptance and self-realization or not like you said before right if if we're if we're reluctant to grow then we're going to find this time much more crushing. Yes. Much more Absolutely. crushing. I mean, it, are, it is a crushing situation in general. So Because this is, this is what you would call a rock bottom if we were alcoholics. This is a rock bottom. <laughs> so you either come out of it and you're like, oh, my God, I've got to change something. Or you mm-hmm. go back to the bottle, and then your next rock bottom has to be even harder. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is hard enough for me. This is this is. Yes. This, I I, I want to grow. I want to change. I want to okay. you know self reflect and do the things that I know are necessary in order to be able to have me come through this and feel better about who I am. It reminds me of the Queen Queen of England during Easter week before Easter. She did this whole speech about how, um, 
you know, the importance of this time is taking care of the people who are the most vulnerable amongst us. And when this is all over, who will you have been? How will you look Mm -hmm. back on this time? And who will you have been during it? You know, will you have risen to the occasion and found your, your, your highest self and, and, and grown or, or won't you have? I, I, I was inspired by that. The queen, what is, do you know her astrology? I wonder if she has uh She has Saturn Scorpio and... at the Midheaven. She has Saturn and Scorpio oh. conjunct the Midheaven. She's very intense. Wow. I know she's very intense. I actually do have her chart right here. I, I do if... have her chart right here. <laughs> oh. No, we're going to have to say goodbye. Oh, um, Elizabeth, hey. right? Yes. Elizabeth II, Queen. Here it is. 1926 in London, England. At 2.40 in the morning. I knew it. She has uh, right conjunct the Midheaven. Saturn and Scorpio conjunct the Midheaven. She has her ruling planet. She has Capricorn Capricorn rising. So the Queen is a very serious person, but she has Venus in Pisces, so she's a very compassionate person. And she has her moon in Leo, so she's a true leader. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but her message was deep and and almost cutting in that Scorpio way. Like, here, if you really want to know the truth of this, fess up to this. You're going to grow or you're going to look back on your life and you're going to say, wow, I missed that opportunity. Right. So, yeah. It's Dr. Craig Martin and Christina Martin. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. This is a lot of fun. Absolutely. And we're going to be here next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific, and we look forward to seeing you there. It's the Inside Connection. And remember, we will hug again. Good night. Good night.